Thanks for listening and welcome to Rewrite the Rules, the podcast that shows you there is no one right way to live your life. I'm your host, Alex Starr, and I want to expose you to new lifestyles, mindsets, and stories of adventure from around the globe. So pour your favorite drink, roll up a joint, and let's get going. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 29. Thanks so much for listening. I love all of you. Uh, This is Damone and Todd. Super excited to have you guys hear them because they are some good friends. They're in their early 50s. I don't want to say 60s. They're in their early 50s, and they actually downsized from two cars, a mortgage in a house, three-bedroom house, with all the fixings, all the stuff that you would uh, assume would be in something like that, in a house like that. And they downsized to two suitcases each and just left yesterday to travel the world for three years. Their first stop is Costa Rica uh, and they're going to do all of South America, Southeast Asia and see where the road takes them. So pretty excited for them. And they give tons of actionable advice as to how you can let go of things in your life, um, how their happiness has actually improved um, since letting go of all of these things that you kind of think you need for happiness or these end goals of getting a house or having a car and kind of that stability. And they realized that the less that they had and and the more they got rid of stuff and the more they got rid of stuff and let go and let go and let go, they saw their happiness go up, 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 up. Uh, So very excited for you guys to hear that. I hope you enjoy. As always, find me on alexstar.com. I'm redoing the whole website. So you can always leave a comment on there. You can check out them. You can check out the video um, and do me a huge favor. Uh, leave me a review on iTunes. It would help me a lot and get the podcast more visible or share these blogs and podcasts if you're enjoying them. I will see you guys in two weeks for episode 30. And I got to decide what I'm going to do for that. Something special. Haven't figured it out yet, but uh, thanks for tuning in guys. I'll see you guys soon. What's up, guys? What's hey, up? what's up? <laughs> Welcome, Damone and Todd, to the podcast. What's going on? Hey, Alex, how's it going? Hey, Alex, what's up? Um, you guys have the distinct honor of uh, of something. You're the first on my podcast, and you guess what it is? The first. I'm uh, gonna guess the gay couple. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking into new territories. There you go. So cool. Um, welcome. 21st century, man. Yeah, that's right. We make you hip. I actually, I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, I have not had any gay people on my podcast. I'm going to get like attacked by social justice warriors online or something. (laughs) See, we're saving your ass. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right. So we're here in your apartment that is pretty bare. Bare bones. Very bare bones. Because you sold all of your shit. That is correct. Um, little backstory on that. Yeah, why'd you sell it? What are you guys doing? Why are you on? Why are you on <laughs> why the show? Why sell all of our shit? <laughs> why am I? Why were you talking? Um, well, we um, we went to Bali last year, had a great time, and um, really enjoyed what we saw there, what we experienced, and you know, it was only a two week vacation as it usually is when you have to work, and we really tried to put our head together to figure out if we could make it work, where we could travel around the world a little bit and kind of see what's really going on. So we did that and thought about it. And we were like, how can we make this work? Is it even possible? And then it was like, 
oh, that's a dream. This can't, can't work. But then they kept just nagging at us and nagging at us. And we were like, how can we do this? How can we do this? So we started getting a little bit more serious about it, putting some pen to paper, uh-huh. figuring out how we can do that. And then we were like, what if we just sold everything? Like sell the house, sell all our possessions and just go. And when we finally got past that threshold of like well that was just kind of at the beginning it was just kind of a let's just even see i mean we didn't know what we were expecting so um yeah we we decided we'd test out the market with our house that was kind of going to be the right litmus test if that right if that was okay so we put our house on the market we listed at a certain price one that would really help us get to what we're ready to do and our real estate agent, oh, he poo-pooed it. He was like, no, don't no. do that. He Why, goes, not to sell it or not at that price? Not at, at that, that price. price. Okay. He said, you know, you're going to outprice yourself. You're you're going to be the highest in this area. He goes, you're going to end up having to take it off the market. I just really recommend not doing it. But Damone and I, you know, we really followed the market. And, and it sold? Sold so, in three days. Yes. <laughs> An above asking price. Right. <laughs> Damn. Yes. So you guys, uh, what were you, you, uh, this, I mean, you guys could both have careers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Careers. So you were working for 11 years at. I was working 11 years at a uh, magic uh, company. Okay. And, and I was re- working for a commercial real estate company. Okay. What was the, like, what was the deciding factor where you guys, you know, realized, um, yeah, we're over it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out of here. I mean, like, was this just like a slow accumulation? Of- a little bit. I think some of that had to do with the fact that the test was the house. We were like, when we tested it and it sold in three days, like, we were like, well, I guess this is it. So then it really got the ball running because then we realized we only had 30 days to get out of the place. Yeah, we didn't even have a place to move to. Yeah. And- so, yeah, that, that kind of put the emphasis on it. And then we had, uh, you know, 2,100 square foot home filled with shit i mean <laughs> nice shit yeah <laughs> but i mean it or was shit, a, it yeah. was a, yeah but it was a full house and you know we weren't going to do this if we had to do a storage unit or anything like that we want to just we want to shed so how, mu- how much have you guys gotten rid of so, oh man i mean so well i guess what have you kept is that, i was gonna is say it's probably easier to say, say yeah yeah that's a what we've question. kept yeah. right. what have we kept is so this apartment is this everything that you guys have left this, this is everything that we have left. a storage unit don't have a storage you know, unit friends houses no nope. no nope. how many cars do you have right now we're down now to, to one, one family car and you're selling that before you leave that's correct yes and you're getting rid of like this couch and all that kind of stuff. It's already spoken for already sold um we got a mattress that's laying on the floor and our lovely dining room table that we're sitting here yeah, at right now. Just, and these folding metal chairs. And then, of course, our 75-inch television. I always tell people, <laughs> uh, we might be looking like we live like savages, but we're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I said when I walked in. That, yeah, you, this is this is two guys living in one place, for sure. There's a 90-inch TV that nobody, nobody can see. Exactly. Um, what, did, uh, what, are you guys, what are you taking with you then? So you're... An, oh, hold on. Let, let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. Because... You guys are, how old are both of you? 51. And I'm 52. Okay. And I mean, this isn't like a super common thing to do. It's more like someone in their 20s would do. Right. So you guys have these jobs and then you go, fuck it, we out. We out. You went to Bali, you decide to come back, you put these things into place. And then once you made that kind of like you you pulled the switch or, you know, pulled the trigger to actually decide to do this thing, where, I mean, like, has it just been a constant 
Has it been it, like smooth? Well, I mean, like it's just you guys just went for it, and then everything kind of just fell into place, and now pretty what, much, what, Alex. Like, you what know, your family say? I mean, well, you know what actually ended up happening once we made this. Once we made the decision to say we're doing it, uh, it was like the universe just opened up. Right. It, it was like you know what, this is what you want to do, and we haven't had now one hiccup. It has been smooth sailing ever since we went into immediate investigation mode trying to figure out how people do this what do we need to do we even got ourselves involved and went to a conference on how to live abroad and where to go when we met with different people and got the information that way and then we got the ball rolling we did all this before we even told our families so we were prepared getting all that stuff in order and Uh then we went in there and told our families what we were getting ready to do what they say well, <laughs> on my side of the family, they were just kind of like, you're going to do what? Right. And so, what about your house? What about your car? They just they didn't really understand the importance of it, what it was for us. It was more because what we realized once we started letting stuff go, it was just stuff. And there was nothing that we got rid of that we couldn't recoup again. And this is something that Todd and I had been dreaming about and been wanting to do. So my sisters had a hard, hard time in the beginning. And to the point where it was kind of drama, wasn't it? It was a bit of drama. <laughs> yeah, so once they kind of regroup and got it all together, um, I kind of told them, I said, so I kind of need you girls to kind of get together now and put your big girl panties on and help me so I can go tell mom and dad. And so my mom, my dad got it behind it 100%, but my mom was kind of struggling because she just didn't know because, you know, they did, they have, my mom has not traveled a lot. And right, so right. we were kind of used to that. So uh, once we did that... Um, I would say it took about a, maybe about a month and a half before they realized that we were serious because they didn't even know that, um, we well, kept the house from once them they saw well. that we had no more stuff. I mean, we sold everything. I think they, and they bought a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had to realize, oh, okay. They're really serious. They're about legit, this. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to tell you, Damone didn't really say it, but selling your stuff yes. is really difficult in the beginning. How so? You know, it's an emotional thing. You don't really realize your attachment to the stuff that you have in your home until you start letting go of it. And to watch people um, at a garage sale haggle over something that, you know, you bought some, you know, you had emotion to when you bought it. It was difficult in the beginning. Um, I'm going to say less than halfway through, all of a sudden we both just started realizing, you know what? This is what we need to do. And it's just stuff. Pretty soon we were shoving it out the door. No right. way. Yeah. We, were, we were like giving it away, pennies on the dollar. You know, just take it, go. And it felt so freeing. Yes. And uh, that was probably the best part of this whole thing, which would be weird because we really got rid of everything. But truly, so far, the best part of it has been letting go of all the crap. And right. how did you, because I think that strikes the chord with a lot, strikes a nerve with a lot of people, including me. How did you get rid of, how did you get rid of the sentimental items? When I go through my stuff, I I just can't bring myself to like give away that thing my grandma gave to me like 20 years ago, right. even though I'm never going to use it and it's nothing, but well, it's like, we, well, my grandma looked at it once, like I can't get rid of it. Right. So, I mean, there were certain <laughs> things that for sure that we kept that yeah, we, that meant something to us. But we had, we to, had to be serious. Yeah, we had to really take a survey and go, okay, what 
we had to make some hard decisions say this stuff is what is it doing for us that you know so what we, once we made the decision we had a little pile we made some piles of things we said this is the stuff we're going to keep and this is all the stuff is going to go so the stuff that we kept well, i think we end up having about maybe six crates six, six crates. crates left of sentimental things and everything else and that's like pictures um items that we've picked up on trips mm-hmm. right uh things like that just things that have real sentimental value right right yeah we just couldn't get rid of everything but i mean we're going to put that in a friend's garage and be done so that's it (laughs) (laughs) that's it christmas ornaments there was a few you know sure 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 collecting through kid yeah the the stuff thing is is incredible um so tell tell me what you guys are actually bringing with you how much stuff you bring and how long are you how long is this trip for Okay, so what's, first, what's, so do you the, even have a plan? <laughs> <laughs> we do. Well, the yeah, plan so is the, to not so have the a stuff plan. we have an unstructured plan. Yes. Okay, and and uh, the stuff that we're taking with us, um, we didn't show you in the other bedroom, but we still have some clothes that we have, and anything that's hanging in there is all leaving. It's going. Um, so uh, what we're taking with us is probably about four grocery bags of clothes that we just purchased. And so we both are taking two backpacks a piece. Yep. That's it. That's it. No suit like these suitcases. The, in the suitcases. No, these these suitcases are going. But these we are going. We got a Tortuga backpack. Okay. Awesome. And then an Osprey Bring. at REI. And that's all we're gonna and take. It. And those suitcases are for sale. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so just these two suitcases, right? Are these backpacks? Uh, these two are mine, and they're both backpacks. Yeah. That's all you're bringing. That's all that we're bringing. And these two there. For people who are listening to this and can't see it, those are what? How many liters are those? This backpacks? is forty-four. That's a 44? This yeah. is a 44. Oh, my God. Look how small this is. This is <laughs> this is all you're bringing. Yeah. Well, that's our carry-on, and this will be the check. This yeah. is a 60 65. Wait, so is it both of these for both of you? Two, uh, no, two of these. That, that, that'll be for me. Okay. That'll, okay. that'll be okay. for so yes. a, Okay, so a duffel bag and, and this backpack. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> when I went on that four-month trip, I think I brought a... I had a 38 backpack with me for... A 38 liter for that was four months. That was four months. So um, th- this is going to yeah. be anywhere between three to four years. Dude, that's insane. <laughs> uh, 42 countries. Cool. Oh, so you guys, yeah. So how, how well, you guys have it mapped out pretty well? Um, we have the general idea. Okay. A lot of it's going to just go by what our experience dictates. Right. So we do have one destination first picked out. We're going to the first place is Costa Rica. And we know for sure that we're going to be there for at least 60 days because we booked a place. We got an apartment. apartment. That's a good way to do it. For 60 days. And then we're just going to keep it, keep it very flexible because we want to be able to, we don't really have want to have like time restraints on things because if we really like it, we don't want to be like, oh, sure. we got to be at the next destination here. So we're prepared to use our visas and if we spend 90 days in Costa Rica, we're going to prepare to stay 90 days in Costa Rica. Right, if yeah. we like it, Maybe we'll cross months. the border and go back and stay another two or three months. So we're just going to play it by ear and just take our times with it. Incredible. What, what um, he's mentioned that it was your dream. Yes. to do this for a long yeah. time what like intrinsic reasons did you guys both have to go do this to to i mean to do something that extreme to go from a three bedroom house to drop it down to that duffel bag and backpack right and absolutely <laughs> nothing else at 50 years old you guys have probably nieces nephews something oh right? yeah oh yeah um to do that to leave for three or four years 
what's like what are the deep reasons behind that well they all think we're nuts that's right for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um truly we love traveling and we both love culture um when we do we go to these foreign places we always really try to immerse ourselves into the culture kind of go to the local areas and just see how people live and um you know we're kind of a crazy society here in America um and we take a lot for granted and boy i tell you go to some of these you know far away locales and you really realize you know how nice we have it here but at the same time how wonderful they have it there and to I, to, I to add to that too is, is that there was things that were going on um you know uh i lost someone very dear to me and we've been seeing people pass away and we came to a realization that life is just too short. Right. And uh, we were thinking, you know, we're not promised to another 10 years. And so we felt like we both have our health. We both, uh, you know, we could travel and do what we need to do right now. Because what well, if we turn 60 and we don't want to do it? Oh, we couldn't. And, and so the yeah. key thing was, it's just that we started seeing people drop in and we were just like, you know what? We need to take advantage of this, well, and we, we need while well, we can, and let's go for it. And so that was the major piece that I think for both of us as well to realize that life is just way too short, and we needed we needed to. Uh, and plus, on top of that, we didn't want to have any more regrets. We didn't want to wake up and go, God, I wish we would have done that. I should have done that. So the beauty of it all is that we're getting ready to do it now. And uh, so even if it just goes for a year or two years, we can say we did it. But um, so that was the the driving force for us to kind of. Have you had a lot of regrets up to this point? You would say. Oh, you say you didn't. You say you didn't want to have any more. Yeah, I don't want to say there was any uh, regrets up to the point. I think that you you can second guess everything when you make a big decision like this. You start going, "Can we do this?" I mean, you start questioning everything. So I don't want to say that those were regrets. Uh, This particular one that we're doing here, this big travel here. we knew we wanted to do this and it was a dream. So I didn't want to have any, we didn't want to have any regrets of not doing this particular okay. incident. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Because there's other dreams that we haven't pursued right. that now we're probably too old to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, um, I, I think one of the best things I've ever, um, you know, started to utilize was constantly reminding myself that I'm going to die has been extremely liberating in the same way that you guys were talking about getting rid of all your stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it sounds depressing as hell to say like, God, you remind yourself that you're going to die every day, but nothing has worked better for me than to constantly be like, when you're fretting over certain things, just be like, right. I, I could easily die tomorrow. Like right. easily, right. easily die tomorrow. And I'm sitting here. I remember this one time I was thinking about going out in Tucson with like some friends and it was people I hadn't seen in a long time. And they were asking me, Hey, you want to go out with us and stuff? And I started making an excuse like, Oh no, I'm uh, going on a hike in the morning. I can't, da, da, da. I don't even know why I was making up these excuses. Right. And then something clicked in my head after like two drinks, of course, where I was <laughs> like, Alex, you are such an idiot. You literally like are going to die very soon. And you're turning down going out with friends because why you're like scared of something or you just, you don't want to deal with it. I don't even know what the reason was, but I was literally rejecting life coming at me right for some unknown fear and then when it clicked and i'm like 
dude, you're, you're so close to death. <laughs> like relatively <laughs> like go enjoy it. Boom. I had like one of the best nights of my life. Wow. Awesome. But reminding yourself of that, like you guys are talking about, it's and like, true, man, it makes you make the decisions that like this one that are difficult, um, like on paper, Right. But like pay the dividends. Right. Well, you know, to to kind of add to that, too, uh, w- there was a lesson that we learned through the whole process of letting go of our stuff as well, too, because we realized, I mean, we've been together for 15 years, practically. This next year will be 15 years. Yes. And so what happens of it is, is that we've had two houses and we've now let we don't have any one of the houses. We moved into this one bedroom apartment. And we realized that we're just as happy as we were, right? Without it, even the house, it so, wasn't the house. It wasn't so it the wasn't. Stuff. Yeah, it wasn't even the stuff. It wasn't even the house that that uh, defined us. defined us. And so, coming here and realizing that this is really all you really need is just a bathroom, a kitchen, a bedroom, and a space. And so, and a big TV, <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking two hundred yeah. inch. <laughs> Let's not forget about the two. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's that's extremely right. And you guys are going to downsize again. Yes, we are. And I'm sure you'll probably have those same sentiments again as you. But you know what? It's become easier. Yes. It has become easier. We have tubs out on our balcony out here, which has stuff that we just didn't have room to store in here. Mm -hmm. We've been here for four months. Four months. Haven't used one thing in the tub. <laughs> so our, our thought process is we can let most of that stuff out there go. Right. Because exactly. we haven't used it. We haven't right. we haven't been like, oh, damn. Now we have discovered things that we sold like wine bottle openers and uh, things like that. Always, you know, when you have company and you go, oh, here, let me open this wine. Oh, shit. We don't have that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you recommend to people that are trying to downsize? Maybe not this extreme, but in their life. To cut out the crap. How do they get started? Uh, getting started. Getting started is the hard part. First of all, both parties have the to be. The first cut is <laughs> the deep. <laughs> the first, both people have to be in agreement to do it. Amen. Because if it's just one person that's doing it, it's not going. It's not going to be a go. So if you if you can get past, if both people can come up to the uh, step up to the plate and go, yeah, this is what we want to do. Yeah. Then it's just a matter of just starting with small things um, because we, of course we started with our house, but then we, when we had a moving sale, it was a matter of, we basically said, okay, let's just start putting prices on things. We were just going around. We were literally pricing what things you mean, in, in our house? house. In our house. Oh, just a little post-it note? Yeah, yeah. We just started putting post-it notes and sticker and said, we'll sell it for this. We'll sell it for this. <laughs> when and, real estate agents were coming through with prospective buyers, they were saying, oh, they're writing their names on price tags. Say, oh, we'll buy that. We'll buy that. No it's shit. crazy. Yeah. And no so shit. once you start getting in the in the, uh, a, 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 a mind space, mind space and the, uh, the ability to do it, it becomes a little easier because then what happens of it is we started noticing our uh, savings account yeah. started rising. And we were Dramatically. like, oh, okay. We could do this. We could do this. And so, yeah, it ended up being really, uh, ended up uh, working really well for us because uh, we got a pretty good chunk of change out of this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> we became dramatically lighter and a uh, heavier wallet. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a win win. <laughs> it's crazy, too. I mean, you were saying, too, that your happiness didn't decrease or increase with less stuff and more money. Exactly. That's right. And, you know, Alex, the other thing to that is, is that 
two years ago, if you probably would have asked us what are necessities that we needed, it would have been different from where it is now. So when we started this journey, we started realizing what we were going to do. We narrowed it down to four things that we needed. We just needed a safe place, a comfortable bed. We wanted um, Wi-Fi and we needed a, a kitchen. Now, if you were to ask us two years ago, it probably would have been washing machine and dryer. We need a TV. We need this. We need My that. Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> all these <laughs> things. All the, all these, yeah, exactly. And it, now it's, it's minimal. It's, 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 it's amazing. I think that this apartment helped with the transition as well yeah. because it we're did, looking yeah. around and we're like, we don't want for anything. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think God, it's, it's that'd be so, it's so useful in everyday life to complete, like constantly be cleaning stuff out like that, you know. And then it almost becomes like a spiritual cleanse. Oh no, that's exactly what it was. Exactly what it was. Really, believe it or not, because it was one of those things we didn't even realize that we were the stuff was weighing heavy on us, no. and, right? And and not to the point where it was like uncomfortable, but once the stuff was gone. We just felt so much lighter. You're just lighter. like because you can, you can just get up and just go. It's like and your just, energy uh, can flow within your house now. Before, you know, there was sofas and tables and lamps and everything, and it just your energy flowed, but it just it flowed throughout this stuff. And now it just feels like that's not there. There's no barriers, just us. And uh, yeah. It's, I have really enjoyed it. It's been great. So you, you, you guys got started by just doing the little knicky knack, like this lamp, this little thing, and you slowly, as you gain momentum. We didn't have time well, for, for uh, yeah. we didn't have time for little knicky knacks here and there because we had thirty days. Oh right, right. So right. we kind of put the pedal to the metal, and that helped maybe exacerbate the getting into it really fast. But you know, I mean, we had we did some videos, you know, because we've got a website that we are doing that we're follow, you know, that we're going to be doing this traveling on. So we were doing videos at that time. So we'd have this big day of sales and people come and take all of our stuff. It was really emotional. We'd sit down and we'd do this little video. Oh, like, like a vlog thing? Like a, do you guys yeah. have like kind of a, like a step, like you kind of went through your steps of how you did it? We did. Yes. How, do, how do people find that? Well, we haven't posted them yet. We're saving them for our website. Oh, what's the website going to be? Um, we're, we're launching it probably in late June or January. In the name. Okay, so by the time this this goes live, it'll be there up. So what's Perfect. the website? Um, it's called uh, nomadicadventurers.com. Nomadic Adventures. Okay, cool. That's super helpful. I mean, I, I'm going to go look through those videos because just to, to clean out the crap. like. <laughs> and like you'll see, talking. it was right. emotional. I mean, sure, yeah. you know, we even, when we sold our house and we and it was empty, it was our last day, we walked through, we walked through the empty house right. and videotaped just saying, wow, nice. we're getting ready to do something oh, That's badass, yeah. Right. You know? It's like that uh, Tyler Durden quote in Fight Club, you know? The things you own start owning you. Right. It's so <laughs> true. Uh, it's like the best line in that movie. It's so true. Um, so, so kind of to switch gears a little bit, did you guys make any decisions based on being a gay interracial couple? Well, you know, that's, you that's interesting that you would say that because most people probably don't have to think like that. No, so I mean, I'm a straight white male. I do whatever <laughs> so I want. We got, <laughs> we got, we got two things. We got, we're an interracial couple, and we're gay. Yeah, and so we literally had to um, do some research on yeah. some of the countries. Yeah, because a lot of people don't have to worry about that. Most people can just get up and go wherever they want to go. Well, we really had some countries that 
in mind that we wanted to go and come to realize some of the stuff was against the law to be gay. So we were like, you know what? We decided that if you don't want us there, then we don't want to be there as well. Right. So there were some places that we had our hearts on, but we just said, you know what? No what need places? to go there. Uh, uh, one place in particular was Belize. Oh, Belize. Really? <laughs> yes, yes. Is, I, is homosexuality illegal there? Yes, it, it is. is. Is it? <laughs> is it? I wonder if it's on the books, but not actually, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, like enforced? Or is it, I mean, is it actually enforced? You, know? you well, know, there's a... I'm gonna, if okay. I can just interject yeah. in here really quick. We found that there's a website or... If you type in whatever country you're going to go to okay. and then type in LGBT rights after that or just LGBT yeah. after that country, it'll pull up everything about that country related to uh, gay rights, women's rights, mm-hmm. um, you know, if it's, if it's legal, legal, if, if you serve can in the military, everything. Adoption. So oh, cool. we went through those. You know, we compared our list of countries to that. And then if there was, if they said it was illegal or, you know, they persecuted people for that, we just didn't even put it on there. So, yeah. um, interesting. It, it wasn't a heartbreaking thing. We're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, cause there's plenty of other countries. You can yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of countries. I mean, it's really amazing how there are a lot of countries where we can get married. I kind of joked. I said, well, we should get married in every country that we go to that's legal. <laughs> they come back with a big old stack of marriage certificates. Well, we had talked about uh, Antigua. Yes, um, yeah. you mentioned uh, that. And how gay-friendly that place was in Guatemala. Um, so, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's crazy. Because you're right. I don't think about that. I mean, right. right? Why right. would I? Um, but you have, literally can be attacked and killed in some places for it. Right. And... Uh, you know, I mean, it's not like we walk down the street holding hands and have public displays of affection. We're just not those kind of guys. Yeah. But, you know, you don't want to be seen or labeled as such. And then, you know, God knows what would happen to you. And you're just never seen again. So right. we thought, well, we're just not going to put ourselves in that situation. Right. Yeah, that's... um that's an interesting thing to have to think about. <laughs> right. And then, and then, you know, it's, 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 uh, being also black and gay, that was kind of an interesting thing as well. And so I remember when we first started, um, doing this, I literally was actually Googling, uh, what's it like being black in Thailand or what's it like being really? black in Th- and what believe the it or not, I know <laughs> so many videos popped up <laughs> of what it was like. But, you know, what? There, some people had bad experience. Some people had good experience. So Todd and I, you know, I have a belief. We have a belief system that, you know, uh, we're positive people and that uh, we just going to act as if that there's not going to be any problems. And that has gotten us through a lot of things. So we don't base what somebody else bad experience had right. to go, oh, you shouldn't go there because I think that that was their that, experience. That was their experience. Right. We could turn around and have a fantastic experience. Right. So and we always have. I yeah. mean, we've done a lot of traveling <clears throat> and we've never experienced anything bad. Right. And I think it's just because we put positive energy before us. Um, and we're respectful of the culture when we go there. So, I mean, I just think, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. The mindset of it is for sure is true. Cause if you look for something, yeah, you'll find it. It comes knocking at your door. Yeah. And it's just like, um, like it reminds me of Yelp reviews, you know, like if you look up a restaurant and, uh, it's got, I don't know, say it's got 24 and five star reviews. Right. And then there's one fucker that puts 
one star. Like the waiter was rude. Right, and, right, like, my right. My food came out cold. And like, you know, look for this and that. You know, I don't like this that they do. And then when I go there, it's like reading a movie, a movie review too. I have these things in my head of like what now I'm looking for. Right. right. Like a movie review. It's like, oh, it got two stars, right? Because this, this, and this. I didn't like that. I can't go in there objectively now. Mm-hmm. I'm forever right. tainted. Right? Right. So same thing. It's like you read these things online, you go there kind of looking right, mm-hmm. for these instances that you read online. And then it's like, I feel like it almost... You you notice them and then they happen more because right because you're already, you're, well, yeah. you're already there like it's, it's in your head now it's called the law of attraction <laughs> yeah <laughs> God damn it you are attracting it to you yeah. because you're focusing on it exactly yeah. and uh, so when we talked about doing this you know everyone started telling us don't wear jewelry you know don't wear your wedding rings don't wear your necklaces don't wear anything so don't be gay well <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> what <laughs> um and I mean. We signed on to that. We're not going to. We're just going to go with no jewelry or whatever. But I'm not going to go, well, we're stripped of jewelry because, you know, now we're, they're going to look at us. I'm still going to believe that we're going to be safe. Yeah. Because if I start focusing that we're going to be, you know, robbed or something like that, then that, yeah, you're going to draw that to you. And I'm. And I'm, the truth I'm, of the matter is, that, that can happen to you here in the States. I mean, right. let's face it, look at what's happening in the world. It's not a crazy thing going all over the place. So we just said that we're just going to go and be ourselves and try to fit in as, as, as uh, with the locals as much as possible yeah. and just go for it. Yeah. Now, I won't fib. It's kind of a tricky time right now with, um, with the uh, viewpoint of America. And as we go across, I'm not really sure what we're going to get because, you know, uh, our our politics right now have created a little bit of a negative backlash amongst um, uh, foreigners, immigrants, mm-hmm. things like that. And so I, I'm hoping that we can be great shepherds and go out there and do our thing and not encounter uh, negative backlash. But we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard this tip before, but I've used it in my relatively limited travels, but in South America and stuff. I never once said I was American. Yeah. Someone oh, told me someone told me that like five years ago. They said when you travel, don't say you're an American. Say you're from you're a Californian. Right. You're from California. Because and I've never had a problem with it ever because they say, Where are you from? I'm from California. One, everyone knows where California is. Right. And two, you automatically get this like chill card. Right. Oh, they're not American. They're laid yeah, back. Yeah. California. <laughs> they don't care. They're not like the real Americans. Yeah. You know? They're not like the dickhole Americans we see on the news. They're he's from California. That's a good right. tip. Yeah, that's that's good. A good and it tip. was and it's it's worked every single time. It's unbelievable. Hmm. Um, you know, you just said something about like being kind of like the ambassador yeah. to people. Um it's crazy how like you do become in these, especially like in the secluded areas that you start traveling to. I remember I met a guy from Spain and I think what I meet him in Colombia and he told me we were hanging out. We became super good friends. He spoke English great and stuff. He became a homie in like the two weeks that we were there. Right. Um, hanging out at this like hostel on the beach and he goes, Hey, you know what, Alex? Like, you know, you're, you're like the first American I've really hung out with a guy from America. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, I mean like you're, you're pretty cool, man. But I thought you guys were all just like, 
total just idiot, That's stupid. Funny. I'm like, where are you getting this information from? And he's like, oh no, videos online and stuff. Yeah. I thought you, yeah. I thought yeah, I thought I thought all of you were stupid, fat, and lazy, and just annoying and loud. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of fucking loud. So right. like, you got me there. But he's like, yeah, like you know, you're you're pretty cool. Like we're enjoying ourselves. And I'm like, yeah, man. I didn't I didn't realize that that whole time I was being an ambassador. Mm-hmm. Right. For our country, no, <laughs> like, that's true. It's true. It's true. Everywhere you go, representing it. And you know, to, it's interesting that on the flip side of that, a little bit is that we just did an experiment. We just kind of through these travels, we wanted to actually get our, um, we wanted to find out where we were from. Oh yeah. And so what's happening is we did we did the whole ancestry thing, and we realized got that DNA. got our DNA oh, stuff yeah. done, like, yeah, and um, it it just brought to to the forefront that there is only one race and it's the human race and so we're all connected and was as, as, as soon as people can realize that once they get to know you it, it just it just yeah, kind of opens up so a whole much, new thing i am so european <laughs> and i never i mean i was born and raised in california but i was like 96 percent europe oh really With yeah great britain 70 percent it was just like wow yeah, I'm, I'm 82 percent African, and I have what? 14 no. percent. Yeah, I 14 know percent uh, European, uh, European in me. Really? Yeah. And he has some yeah. uh, West Asia. Yeah, I do too. One percent Native American. I mean, so it was a, it, was just it just made of, it real clear that the human race is just the, it is the, the one race, and we're all connected to some degree. Sure. Yeah, and I think you're right in that. Just hanging out with someone, I saw a video or uh, an article online the other day talking about how. This black guy, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up the story, but the the gist of it is that this black guy in like the the 70s in the South or the 60s in the South, right. single handedly um, dismantled uh, the local KKK chapter by just going and hanging out with them. Wow! <laughs> and so he went and started hanging out with them and talking to them, and then after a few months, they're like. Uh, shit. Like, <laughs> wait, this that guy's, blows that. Yeah, <laughs> like this that guy's blows. just like us, you know. Like, so I think just being around the type of people and whatever it is, whether it's even you know Mexicans or blacks or you know some people hate Americans or it's just because well, it's you funny. Hung out with them yet? It's funny you would say that. I know where you're going. Yeah, because tied on the heels of being ambassadors, Damone and I, in our now going on 15 years together, we have met so many people who have met us, gotten to know us, and has said to us, wow, I didn't know gay people were like you. Uh, you know, or that you guys are just like us. Yeah, you, know? you guys are just normal <laughs> yeah. and, and cool. And and we've really noticed that we've touched a lot of people together and have changed a lot. Whoa, of- Todd, we don't agree with <laughs> Jesus. That's a, that's a different podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's explicit on us. <laughs> um, no, I mean, we've really... We've touched a lot of people and changed their viewpoints. Viewpoints and, and have become dear friends of ours. Now. They have. We have some, you know, some people who before would have probably uh, had some really raunchy things to say to us, but have turned around and just and just embraced us and said, "Wow, you guys are normal and cool." <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, and I'm expecting that when we take that abroad, we're going to take that philosophy and they're going to see that as well. Right. They're right. going to be, you know, hey, wow, okay, they might be gay, but look, they're normal people and. You know, so as long as you just act like you're a normal person and just be who you are, people see that. Right. You know, and we break down stereotypes by doing that. Right. Oh, for sure. That whole like show don't tell mentality. Yeah. Is unbelievable. Right. 
you know, instead of going around saying, Hey, like, you know, we're, this is better. We're better. This isn't as bad as you think it is. It's like, man, just show people who you are. And right. Like, just be you. Yeah. Unless you're a douche. Don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder that. Like, and it's like, just be you. Yeah. And I'm like, what if that's you're a total. Yeah. Okay. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, be the you that's cool. Yeah. Be, <laughs> the, be the cool you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think you guys will have a lot of chances, I mean, to be these, like, ambassadors for a, a lot of different things. Right. I mean... I'm hoping so. A lot of different, like, um, uh, like uh, you know, just, like, American and, and black people and gay couples. And, right. Like, yeah. You guys are just going to cover all the bases. And kind of have a whole thing. I mean, that's kind of the whole purpose of our website and different things is that you know our tagline is it's never too late to live out your dreams yeah and so we're hoping that we're going to inspire other people to get up and go do other things and live out their dreams and at 52 and 50 51 51 and 52 you know that's (laughs) we've had so many people say oh my gosh i've so wanted to do that and i go well why don't you why don't you then I think what holds a lot of people back and what complicates things when I talk about this with other people as well is kids. Yeah, kids right? is a big I think it's a lot factor. easier when you don't have kids. Kids is a big um, factor. But it's still doable. It's still and doable. you know what? The thing is, is, and I'm speaking from personal experience, excuses are a motherfucker. Yeah, they are. And yeah. they, as soon as, you, as soon as you decipher and you figure out one of them, the next morning you wake up and there's five more just waiting in their place. Right. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. And nothing ever happens. No, and then <laughs> then you're 65, and you're like, oh, well, I never did any of those things, right? And that's what we didn't want, right? To be. Right. Um, so, tell me about the finances of this. I mean, without getting too personal, I know people get weird about money, but for people listening and thinking, whether they're 20, you know, or 50, I think a lot of my demographic is like, you know, more like 20 to 35 year old range. Um, so getting rid of stuff is good for them, but right. how are you guys funding this? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. People, that is that is definitely always on the mark where people want to go, how are you doing that? And what's right. going on with that? Well, just like with anything else, there, there, there is some planning involved, uh, you know, uh, so you you everyone has a different budget. And so there is a budget that we had in place and we had to look at that and figure out how we can do that. And once we came up with that particular budget, we looked at all the countries that can fit that. And so um, there's actually a website. Yeah. That kind of helps you out with that. Yeah. And the other thing to that of it is, is that, you know, there's a. What's that website? I don't want to plug. I, I can plug this guy. This guy. We, we read this what's book. Um, uh, Matt. Uh, what's his name? How to how to travel the world in fifty days? Oh, nomadic Matt. There you go, nomadic Matt. There you go. So he was he was too, very yeah. inspirational. I used a lot of his stuff too. When yeah, I was and so basically, I looked at info. his stuff and yeah. I was like, fifty dollars a day, boy, I, that's that's really nothing. That's kind of a everybody's kind of a budget per se. Yeah, and so uh, we kind of we kind of used that and guided that and kind of created our own. And so uh, with that, that fit the budget that we needed to have to mm-hmm. go do this. And so, and it's really doable. Yeah. I mean, when you really set out and you look at the economy in a lot of these places, you realize what we pay here. I mean, the money that we pay here would go a million miles abroad. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. What was Seriously. That? What was that when we went to Bali? What was it? It was like 37 to one or something. Oh, yeah. Like 37 <clears throat> of their dollars to our one dollar. Well, even the peso right now is like 22 right. to one. I mean, exactly. It's so yeah. crazy. 
So, I mean, I, that says something for the country as well. So, you know, we're going to be taking our monies that we have and using that, and that's going to fund the whole thing. So, would we're going to be gone. You, do you guys have pensions coming in? Do you have any income coming in? We do. Yes, okay. we do. We do have some income coming in. Okay. So, you guys are making a budget off of continued income. That we is are. correct. Okay. But, I mean, we're going to be able to live off of that and put money back into savings because right. you're doing it so cheap right as opposed to before if you would if, if you we had done it here if you would have quit and stayed at your house right we would have used it all uh, yeah and actually and the other thing to that of it is we'll be saving more money traveling mm-hmm. than living here because insane, if yeah. you think about it here in the states we have we all, everyone has mortgages you have car payments you have insurances you have all this but when we're traveling we're not going to have any of that nothing so that frees up a whole lot of money right there. A lot of people don't think like that and look at that, but there gives you extra income right then and there. So that's what's going to also be helpful for us because we did the math on that. Looking at that, it was like, boy, it sure is a lot of stuff we uh, that we were paying that we, we don't have to be paying. We had a lot of outgoing money, you know, going to different credit cards, mm-hmm. insurance. And we kind of made sure that all that was taken care of before we left. So yeah. that was another piece. Yeah, we've spent a lot of time closing all that down. So. Yeah. Yeah, the simplicity of it. Man, I, I can't be talking to you guys when I'm about to go move. I just got like a car and now I'm <laughs> moving to a welcome to, welcome to the real world, Alex. That's what I'm going to keep saying, man. And you guys are doing the opposite. <laughs> well, we've been here for a while, so we're ready to yeah. step out. Yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah, um, yeah I think that uh, simplicity is, is the name of that game. Right. Looking forward to it. Bringing everything down to like just what matters. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, People say, well, perfect example. I had dinner with my mom the other night and she said, well, what are you going to do with yourselves all that time? And I said, well, I mean, sure, we'll definitely go to museums and maybe, you know, go to this or that. But I said, there's going to be the beauty of just waking up someday and laying in a hammock and Mm -hmm. reading a book, Mm -hmm. you know, or not doing a damn thing, just enjoying being, Mm -hmm. you know. And I so look forward to that because we get so caught up in the rat race here. Yeah. You know, the day flies by. It's done. You're like, oh, my God, it's already the end of the day. And what did you do for it? Well, you worked for somebody all day for them, put money in their pocket. And um, I'm ready to step out of that cycle and not do that anymore. Right. And I think what it comes down to, too, is shoot like finding that middle ground where you're still working and being productive, but it's things that you choose to, to do. do. Right. right. Great. And that's that's exactly it. A great example. Be. I mean, like, you know, Todd's a teacher. So if we, if we get out there and we choose and we see a need to, because we're, we're, you know, we want to sometimes support the countries of where we're going to. So there could be an opportunity where Todd can teach English. As a uh, for me, I'm not opposed to doing volunteer work in any kind of way. Uh, that I can. So we're open to that. So what we're trying to do is just keep an open mind, kind of whatever comes our way. And if mm-hmm. it feels right, we feel like that's what we're going to try to do and move exactly. forward and do it. Um, yeah. There's a couple of websites. I want to mention this for people listening and you guys too. Um, workaway.info and then helpx.com. And then of course there's woofing, which is org, And all of those have, awesome places that like the workaway.info one has like you can help at a hostel you can work on a farm you can teach English you can be helping out a family as like a nanny or something you can do all these things and usually you stay and eat for free in return for four or five hours a day of work that you choose how long you want to be there 
you choose how much you want to do. That's perfect. And you choose your location. You can say, oh, three weeks in the forest working on a farm. Sweet. Oh, now we're going to the city. I'm going to do that hostel. Uh, Now I'm going to go back to a farm. Now I'm going to go help out this family. Now I'm going to go teach English. And it's just, it's the way to to travel. Right. You, like you said, you're saving money and people listening that maybe don't have income coming in. Absolutely. That's the way I always recommend. Pick a country that you want to go to and just go on workaway.info. That's great. And just find, you know, a farm or just a, a hostel or something. Mm-hmm. Do it for two weeks and then you have a little home base like you guys are doing. And then right, boom, you jump off from there. That's great. That's and you, you're awesome. always, you're not spending too much money. Right. It's a great way to do it. There are so many ways to really fund doing what we're doing. You just have to be creative about it. Right. Um, And you don't have to have a steady income of of money. Um, We're following people on the internet who have done this. They don't have generating money coming in, but they get out there and they do like what you're saying. Right. They make themselves available out there and it funds them and their journey. Right. Right. Um, kind of since using your own skills that you actually have right and and uh, making something out of it right you know and, and my volunteer work one of the things i also want to do is that uh, i'm a recovering alcoholic and addict so i want to give back that way because i want to go and share my story to help other people out there as well so that's something that was given to me so freely i feel like i still have to constantly give that back so that would be awesome to be in a different country and being a part of uh some recovery in someone else's life over there would be awesome as yeah. well. Yeah. And now to actually have the time to go do that. Yeah. Another thing about yeah. saving money that you might want to have your listeners do is we, um, we got credit cards that have flight miles. Oh, right. Yeah. And yes. we're doing the travel hacking. I don't know if you're familiar with travel. hacking. No, explain yeah. it. I'll let you explain. You're pretty good at explaining that. Well, Travel, well that, that sounds awesome. I know. <laughs> I know. It's one of these things, you know, cause we're telling off on our age. There's a lot of these young guys who, people that we've been following that are doing this and people who travel like we're getting ready to do this extensive travel um they don't pay for any plane flights right so what they're doing is using credit cards to fund their fund their travel so you earn points by using a certain credit card and then when you book your flights you use those points for miles right and there's certain cards that are better than others. There's a lot of different people. We follow this guy, thepointsguy.com. We follow this other people on uh, YouTube that teaches you which cards to use, how to use it, take advantage of it, book a flight. And that way you can save money because that is going to be your most expensive thing mm-hmm. is, is uh, getting to your destinations. And as long as we just keep paying everything, instead of using cash, as long as we are available to use a credit card. What just- card is it? Um, it's the Chase Sapphire Reserve. Cool. And yeah. they gave a sign-on bonus of 100,000 points just to start off. Right. And then it's a, um, you get three points to every dollar spent on dining out or travel. And, and so, I mean. And that travel, it consists of any hotels, any air flights, Airbnb, buses. parking, buses, wow, taxis. Yeah, racking it up. Yeah, parking meters. Yeah, you can wow. just start racking it up. And so, you know, when we first started doing this, I was I was thinking, well, how are we going to, now you have to spend $4,000 within a month to get those. Uh, three months. Three, three months to get those 100,000 miles. And I was trying to figure out, how can we do that? Well. We just started putting everything on there. It's amazing yeah. how much money yeah. we spend yeah. monthly. And so it got to the point where I think I had like $100 in my wallet and $100 lasted me for like a month and a half because I never even used the cash everything. anymore. You yeah. charge everything and you just pay the card off. And then all those points just pile yeah. up. And then before yeah. you know it, you've got 12 
flights you right. know, available to right. go anywhere. We could actually fly right now if we wanted to. We could fly a round trip from here to Tokyo. And we can fly business class. Now we have to do is transfer the points. Wow! So that saves us quite a bit. Or you can use that in you know twelve different other flights. Any right. kind of way you know, they coach well, flights. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll put all this information up on the show notes. Sounds fancy. It does sound fancy. My new really, website. Credit cards are the way to really fund yeah. your travel. Well, yeah. I'll put all those. I'll fly have miles. you guys send me the links, all the videos, you absolutely, guys have watched and all the stuff, and we'll put all that up for people listening. Excellent. That'd be great. Um, to wrap it up here. Give me three, if I was to be thinking about doing this, what are the top three things like tomorrow? If I'm like, you know what? I really want to start selling my stuff and God, I would love to go travel for six months to a year or longer. What are the three things I should do tomorrow morning to kind of get the ball rolling? Wow. What would be the three things that we would recommend? Um, well, um, that's a good question. I would say because uh, tomorrow's kind of like a yeah. Get okay, maybe get the next week. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it super dramatic. Yes. Yeah, well, fair. no, I, I get like, you. Yeah. I think the first thing would be is to get your affairs in order, as far as like your finances, whatever that is. Whether you know if you, of course, it doesn't make any sense to go out there and travel if you're in debt up to your right. But you know, so I would think the first thing to do is to kind of. Break that down and see where you are, get and get your finances and uh, orders and affairs. Um, um, I would also say that if you're traveling with somebody, they need to be on the same page with you. Yeah, um, and know where you want to go. Yeah. Figure that out. I mean, it's we have we have a pathway that we're following. We don't have a time frame, but we definitely have a pathway. You want to research where you're going. You want to make sure where you're going is affordable, um, has the things that you're looking to do. So that would definitely be important. Right. And then selling, selling everything. And just start. Craigslist will become your best friend. Absolutely. (laughs) We didn't have to, um, I think we only had to mail out one thing out of all of our stuff that we've had. It all went, it sold, everything sold. We had one moving sale and just about everything sold. And one day we had things like our bedroom suite and mattress sold uh, within. 10 minutes of placing it on credit list. The also the key thing to that is selling stuff at a cost where it's going to sell. You can't get caught up in how much money you spent for it. So the kind of the key thing to that is a third of that. So a third of what you spent, a third of what you spent thing to come in at. And you'd be surprised how much family and friends would buy your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go over to Damone's sister's house and it's like walking in to our old living room. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Oh, I like your furniture. Nice taste. <laughs> nice. Nice. Those are perfect tips. Um, cool, guys. Well, man, I wish you the best of luck. I'm stoked to see where it goes. What's the website? One more time. People can follow your adventures on. NomadicAdventurers.com. Okay, and cool. We also have and, yeah, page. we have a Facebook and Instagram, which you can find on that webpage. Cool. And that'll have all the, just kind of the step-by-step process of selling everything and, yep. and yep. hitting the road. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. That's going to be a good resource for people listening and stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. All Thanks right. a lot, Alex. It's yeah. been great. Cool. All right, guys. Pleasure. Right on, man. Later. Later. Peace. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. In two weeks, I'm going to have two people that have been traveling around the country in their van for the past three years, working and traveling at the same time. You can check them out at Where's My Office Now on Instagram or on their website. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, going to have them on. I actually did a Skype 
podcast with them from Maine. They were in Maine. I was in California. Uh, so pretty cool. And I appreciate you guys tuning in so much and leave me a review if you get a time, get some time on iTunes. And I will see you guys soon. Later. Later.